0: and welcome to Deeper Dive. My name is Dawn and today I'm alone because Joe is taking a little bit of R&R, but we'll get all the details when he comes back. So Joe, we're praying for you on your trip, that you have a wonderful time and we hope to see you next time. And today, I'd like to remind you that if you would like to get in touch with our podcast, you can do so by texting us at 954-388-8780. Remember, you can always subscribe to our channel on PlantationSDA.TV. So today, I have the pleasure of interviewing Principal Robert Stevenson. Hello, Principal. How are you?
1: I'm doing great, Dawn. How are you doing today?
0: I'm doing good. I'm doing real good. So, before we get into um your whole summer which was awesome um i just like to have a word of prayer loving father we thank you so much for this day we thank you for your grace your mercy and your kindness and as we go a little deeper into knowing more about your word we ask that you just guide us in spirit and in truth and help us to be totally connected with you we pray in jesus name amen Amen. okay so i um, just like to remind everybody, this is episode 50, 51 or season three. And the title for your sermon was Herod's Christmas. Now, when it comes to just before Christmas, like you talked about, people are always talking about the nativity scene. We're talking about Jesus being born and the, the baby in the manger. And this, why did you choose Herod's Christmas?
1: Because I'm afraid that many of us find ourselves caught in the the vortex of of um of self mm. that herod was in mm. he was so focused on building his personal kingdom and his personal power mm. and his his personal wealth and um th- that 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 it overshadowed everything including mm. including the opportunity of meeting the savior when he when he when he came and mm-hmm. um I I just wanted uh, to find a way to to make sure that 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 on that Sabbath, we had a little bit of a reality check of what we miss when we allow the world to overtake our spiritual reality.
0: Mm. And it's so easy to do that when you have the um the ads and everything going on about Christmas and don't forget to do this and you talked a little bit about presents and getting stuff and wanting stuff but what I was so very interested in is the history of Herod because I really didn't know all the background that the fact that he was part Jewish and part Roman why did you go into the history of his own life
1: I I think because um especially at, at the plantation church and 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 for me as well we're, we're a community of immigrants mm-hmm. that, that desires to be part of the broader culture mm-hmm. and and Herod w- was such a, a classic example of what many of us including myself go through as as people being new to the United States and how and and the compromises that he made in order to fit in in order to be accepted, in, in, in order to achieve what he wanted to achieve within a culture that didn't completely embrace him. Mm. Because, you know, he himself was, was a descendant of Esau, so he wasn't part of, of the direct lineage of, 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 of the, the race of, of Israel. But he, he desperately wanted to be seen as the legitimate ruler of Israel, and and so, you know, to the point where he divorced one wife and, and, and married into in Jewish priestly aristocracy, um, mm-hmm. he converted to Judaism, he invested millions and millions of, 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 of dollars or shekels or whatever he was using, you know, mm-hmm. in, in, to, in, to ingratiate himself to the Jews by really... Um, turning the temple in into, into as close to Solomon's temple as, as was humanly possible at that time. The temple was considered one of the seven wonders of the world when Herod finished with it. Um, and, and, and so, you know, we, we all find ourselves unwittingly in the same vortex, um, as, as especially as immigrants, I think all Americans, but especially as immigrants to this community of trying to fit in and, and be part of i think to the detriment of what's truly important and mm-hmm. and so i wanted to to bring that out and then there was parts in that sermon for everybody regardless of your background
0: mm-hmm. but i
1: was speaking specifically to 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 my people at the at the plantation seventh adventist church
0: mm-hmm. power how important do you think it is to i um, not get involved in power now we think of power as like you talked about Herod and you talked about, we think of powerful people, powerful people in society, but when you are in church and you're within a ministry, how important is it for us to stay humble so that our relationship with Christ is not um, messed up?
1: Well, we need to focus on the ministry and not ourselves. And i've've uh, and and it's it's an easy trap to fall into. and and I've seen it happen over the years, not not just at plantation, but at other places, at other churches, mm-hmm. where the the people involved with ministry make it about themselves. Mm-hmm. And, and it can't ever it can't ever be that way. and And so if, if somebody is hearing my voice and they recognize that they've fallen into that trap, I want to urge you uh, to um, really consider carefully if you're doing what you're doing for the right reason. If you're doing it because you like, you revel in the position of power and authority that you get when you're in in a ministry-based position, Mm -hmm. very well, even though I think the Lord can still use a a person in that situation, don't get me wrong, but you might be in it for the wrong reason, and Mm -hmm. it might ultimately be a a problem for you personally spiritually um, as well as be a problem for others personally spiritually. So so we we need to make sure that what we're doing is simply simply an extension of our love for God and our desire to serve him um, or or else we can get caught up in, in a mindset that's actually quite dangerous not just for us but for those around us. And as we saw with Herod, you know, where, where he, he literally, he, a, a wife who he loved, he murdered, he murdered his own children. He, you know, he, he, he killed all the two-year-old babies in Bethlehem, you know, just to maintain that position of power. And, and, I, and hopefully nobody ever does that. But I have seen people sacrifice their families and I have seen people sacrifice their children, no, not, not physically, but emotionally, um, you know, in, in the name of serving. But, but I, I, our, our ministry has got to start at home. The people we have the most um, influence over are the people that live in our house, and then it needs to be an extension from there outward. Um, mm-hmm. If we're ignoring our homes, um, we're we're in trouble, and Herod was. And ultimately, if you and this, I didn't touch on in my in my sermon very much, but it led to his insanity. Um, in the end, the Romans wanted to expand the territory that um that herod oversaw but they recognized they couldn't because he was stark raving mad at the at the end of his reign it literally bent him and so we've got to be careful um just personally spiritually um to to be doing it for god's service and and when we if we recognize that we're not to step back and let somebody come in who can until we're right with god Mm-hmm. very it's very important um, and, and it's difficult and but but th- there are signs um, that, that we can see when we, when we start taking criticism too personally mm-hmm. when, when when we start taking it as a personal attack rather than constructive ways to make us better you know th- those kinds of things get get in the way of our effectiveness. Um, you know my, my staff and, and they'll tell you this I, I, I beg. I, I beg, praise, and reward those who are willing to tell me if I'm doing something that is, that is that is harmful. I literally reward those staff members. I praise them. I thank them to move forward because that's how we make each other better. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and when, they've, when they've come in, and, and, and because I'm kind of a, an intimidating guy, when they, when, when they take the time to come into my office, I, I thank them. And then I go to the next staff meeting and I thank them in front of the staff. Mm. Um, I had a college professor once um, who taught an entire class one day, unbeknownst to him, he didn't do it on purpose, with his zipper down. His fly was down the whole time oh, through class. <laughs> He realized that after everybody left, he realized the zipper was down and he he straightened things out. And the next day he chided us and said, You know, I would have considered you my best friend if you had a written a little note and held it up, letting me know that my zipper was down, rather than letting me teach an entire lecture in mm. that state. And so, you know, that, that's always stuck with me as leaders. We should seek out promote and embrace those people rather than alienate them. And, and that, that, that's where we ended up with Herod. And I think what ultimately led to his insanity, because he was so stuck on being the wise guy, the smartest guy in the room that he didn't realize that there was a, a wealth of people around him that really could have made him more effective. Mm. And so, you know, th- that sermon again is about denying self, and being like the shepherds who were just out in the fields, and the angels could come and talk to them. Why? Mm-hmm. Because their minds were open. The angels couldn't go talk to Her- Herod. Herod would have seen that is even further proof that he was in trouble because he didn't want to give up his power. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, and so even if angels had shown up to him, he would have tried to prove the angels wrong because he was so stuck on being, you know, king of the Jews mm-hmm. that anybody else seen as a rival. And, so I, want, uh,
0: I want to ask you: When you have a situation whereby somebody is going to come to um, talk about something that you've done or somebody else has done, the the tendency within our church is to say, "Well, you know, you're being too judgmental." How do you mm. find the line, the balance, to know what is being judgmental and what is actually going to help and strengthen your character?
1: First of all, I think one of one of the big mistakes we make is when somebody comes in with a recommendation on how to make things better. Of course, it's judgmental. Mm. There's a question of is it good judgment? Mm. Okay. Mm. Yes, somebody is making a judgment that what you're doing or not doing or could be doing is a problem to the ministry. Mm. Okay. We, we uh, have lived and we have allowed ourselves as an organization, because judgmental, no, no one is telling me I'm going to miss out on the kingdom of heaven over this issue. Hmm. Frankly, you could be better if you changed it, um, ch- changed what you were doing, or took a different track. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, I've got the, the, the greatest vice principal I've ever worked with, is, is Luceni Alphonse. And Luceni will come into my office and say, you know, I always send her my letters before I send them out. She said, You know, this might not go over so well because this person's going to see it this way and maybe we mm-hmm. should change it and reword it. And, and I don't take that as her being judgmental. I, save, I consider that saving my bacon from <laughs> making a foolish mistake that, that could obviously hurt somebody because she sees things through different eyes. She's mm-hmm. from a different cultural perspective. She mm-hmm. understands certain elements of my constituency differently. And it, it is my only desire to serve effectively. And that should be our only desire when we're in ministry is to serve effectively. So if somebody comes to to a truly effective administrator and says, look, you could serve people better if you just change these things Mm -hmm. and it's your desire to serve better, Mm -hmm. then you change. Yeah. Because it's not about you. It's about the people you serve. Mm-hmm. If you if you call me on the phone and say, Hey Rob, this is Dawn, one of the first thing I'll say is, Dawn, how can I serve you today? Mm-hmm. That's gonna to be my question on the phone, because that's my desire. My desire is to serve, m- make lives better around me, and 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 be a, a, a servant to God. When mm-hmm. when I when I pray every single morning, I come into my office. 45 minutes to an hour early and I get down on my knees and say, Lord, how can I serve you better today? Please use somebody or highlight in my life how I can serve my you and my constituency better. That That is one of the first things I pray every single morning. Mm-hmm. And so in praying that prayer, you've got to be open. You've got to be open. Then when people come into the office and say, you know, you missed the mark in this place, Many times they come and say, Rob, you nailed it, hit, hit the nail on the head. Praise God. That's all about God. Mm-hmm. And, and you move forward. So, you know, again, we mustn't be striving for Herod's Christmas. You know, the three wise men found, found Jesus because they were searching for him.
0: Yes.
1: And they were searching to give him of themselves, mm-hmm. give him which each one of those gifts, and that's a completely separate sermon, represents helping Christ every step of the way. You know, um, from from his childhood all the way to his to to his uh, to his funeral. Each one of those, you know, the, the myrrh, the frankincense, and the gold myrrh and frankincense, all represent each step of the, of Christ's life and what he would need at different steps at the three steps of his ministry, and. Um, and, and so, you know, we, we've just got to, got to recognize that we're only going to find Christ if we're open like the shepherds. L- literally have no delusions about the fact that they were the burger flippers of their day. To, to the three wise men who are highly educated, but use their knowledge to recognize that something special was happening. They weren't sure what it was, but something special was happening and they were going to go and figure it out. Um, but then we need to be very careful not to fall into the trap of 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 kingdom building Mm. and self gratification that will in the end cause us to miss the very savior who we claim we want to see one day
0: Mm. the kingdom what is the kingdom we're working for you talked a little bit about that in your sermon how do we identify that nowadays i mean our lives nowadays are so rat race and hustle hustle bustle we're trying to work so that we can make ends meet etc how do we make sure even within the church in our ministries that we are not just building a kingdom for ourselves
1: you know we we've got to spend we've got to spend our time in prayer and on our knees it's in the presence it's in the presence of god that we recognize our personal insignificance and it's it's very easy because of the way our minds work to think that the world revolves around us because we're only conscious of what we're doing. I'm not saying that makes us elementally evil, but again, my study is in psychology. And, and so so um, self understanding leads to this misconception, first of all, that one of the things I've got to recognize when I preach or even speak to a student or a staff member is assuming that they truly understand what I mean. Hmm. We think people truly understand what we mean, but the person who's listening Mm -hmm. has a whole different life experience, different emotional and psychological um, baggage, different. you know, I've got to realize this as a principle, you know, I've had parents not here at Sawgrass, but at other schools who have hated me just because I'm the principal of the school and they had a bad experience with the principal of that school back when they attended the school. So just because I'm in that position, they decide they don't like me, okay? Mm. So, so, so you, you, know, you deal with all kinds of interesting psychology when you deal with people. And so, you know, we've got to recognize that as well, even in, in the baggage that we bring into our relationship with God. And we've got to recognize, we really got to pray to recognize our relative, and, and nobody wants to face their insignificance. Mm. But in the greater scheme of things, outside of our willingness to be used by God, we are, are just, uh, we, you, you've got to look at the Hubble telescope pictures of the universe.
0: Hmm. <laughs> oh, wow.
1: Realize what a tiny speck of cosmic dust this planet is in an enormous universe. And then one little tiny person, one little tiny m- molecule on that speck of cosmic dust is Robert Stevenson and Dawn. Mm hmm. And then we don't even live that long. You know, if we're unlucky, we live to a decrepit 90 years old, suffering from arthritis and creaking around the neighborhood and driving too slow in traffic and, and, and annoying people and blocking the lanes at Walmart. I mean, that, that, that's really what we're all destined for. You know, I mean, I, I hate to, to burst anybody's bubble. And, and so to pretend we're going to be any more than that is, is unrealistic. And so we to have that reality check that the world and the universe doesn't revolve around us and despite that God still loves us not because we're great but despite that we were important enough for God to send his only begotten son to die for us so that we so that we have the choice mm. Not even so that it was guaranteed, but so that we would have the choice to be able to ultimately choose him Mm. if we so desire.
0: Exactly.
1: That's crazy love. I don't understand it. I don't understand. If I was God, I would have pushed the delete button a long time ago, (laughs) you know? But but, but Uh, God loves us mm -hmm, so much. That's so
0: true. That's so true. Wow. Awesome. 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 So my next question for you is... All right, so my next question for you is this, you are principal and you have the kids, it's holiday season and all the kids are excited, end of school. How did you help them to understand the process of um, not making it all about them and not being so self-centered when it comes to this holiday season. How do you teach the kids that?
1: You know, um, what, one of the things that, that my that my teachers did a great job on, you know, I, I, I speak to them in chapel and we, we, we actually talked about that in the final chapel. Um, and I had all the students in there all at once and, and we sang uh, Christmas carols and then we talked about the, the beauty of Christ's sacrifice and the ultimate gift that God gave us. But my teachers, you know, do things like try to refocus kids on giving rather than getting. Like, mm-hmm. you know, and, and that's what, what we kind of do with the, the whole secret Santa concept and, and the idea of, of getting something, the coolest thing you can within a certain budget and, mm-hmm. and, and try to figure out, you know, how to make all those things work um, and make sure that it's not about them but about the excitement of giving, mm. um, some kids get it, and some kids don't. Uh, you know, it, th- that's a journey. That's a journey, and. But I think, generally speaking, and it's really interesting because actually, the younger kids actually get it better than the middle school. Now I realize that. So,
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: you know, there's something happens when, and, and I, that's something as as a developmental psychologist, I want to have a chat with God about. But when when the estrogen and the testosterone get added to the human <laughs> brain. It's not always a good thing. You know, it takes a while for us to be able to figure it. It it actually takes a good 10, 15 years for us Mm -hmm. to figure out how to deal with all that mess. Mm -hmm. And so it's it's interesting um, and and challenging. And so, you know, working through that with our junior high kids was a bit more of a challenge, actually, than the lower elementary kids. Um, Mm and and that's that's the interesting part of being an elementary school principal and a high school principal for years elementary you know seeing seeing that level of development is 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 fascinating and seeing how you can literally lose your mind at at about at at about 12 years old and it takes 10 years to gain it again you know is is fascinating um uh, human development is an interesting and messy thing um but, but you know, we, we don't always get it right. And, and we definitely try to redirect into Christ's gift to us mm-hmm. and how important that is. And, and, and to not allow that gift to be wasted,
0: mm-hmm. You
1: know, to, to make sure that that gift isn't wasted, that, that we determine in our lives to be recipients of what God has to offer. Mm-hmm. Um, so that we can share it, because one, you know, the, the beautiful thing is once you've received Christ, that that is a, a never-ending gift that you can pass on to somebody else and continue passing it on. So, um, you know, that's sort of what we try to emphasize in, in 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 a thousand little tiny ways over the course of the school year as we start, you know, heading into the Christmas season and uh, doing our, you know our Christmas performance we did at the Fort Lauderdale Church this year. We're going to be doing our, our spring uh, performance at, at, at the Plantation Church this year. Okay. Um, and it's just always to give back mm-hmm. and, and experience the joy of it. And uh, you know it, but, it, but it, it's a it's a lifetime process to really understand Absolutely.
0: that. Absolutely. Absolutely. So how is Sawgrass doing? What are the goals for 2023?
1: well it, it's my hope and we have a lot to do um before we get there but it's my hope that we will have a high school at the fort lauderdale seventh-day adventist church awesome. in uh 2023-24 mm-hmm. um it's with a great deal of fear and preparation that we're doing it i have never um done
0: a, a So, go ahead.
1: So, you know, I've never done you know a full nine through twelve all at once. I've usually done a junior academy program, um, which has you know the ninth and tenth grade, then you add eleventh and twelfth. So, mm-hmm. this this is gonna this is gonna have some unique challenges, and I, I'm obviously gonna learn a lot by doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, but we need to have a a high school in Broward County, and we've been talking about it for years oh, and I think yeah. that we've been trying to start too big and too grand mm-hmm. and uh, what we do it needs to be quality, it needs to provide outstanding education, it needs to prepare our students um, for, for a bright future in this life and, and for, for eternity mm-hmm. um, and I, I believe we can do all of that in a in, in, with a more humble beginning mm-hmm. but I also believe that when you start humble you give the Lord a chance to bless beyond your wildest expectations. But if you don't do anything, mm. God, God can only bless in proportion to how much we're willing to step forward. Exactly. And so um, I, I honestly believe when people start seeing um, what we're starting or what we're doing, I, I believe that momentum will build over time and, um, and, and, bigger and better things are going to open up to us Mm -hmm. but you know no. in my experience very few high school programs started big and and amazing Mm -hmm. they all started small and then grew over time
0: yes
1: so the expectation that we're going to have you know a campus that can handle a thousand students from day one is um is a beautiful dream it is but but um but and I, and I would love for that dream to come true, but it, it but I think we need to be willing to start with an outstanding staff and a small school that will handle 80 students. Mm-hmm. Um, that will offer a top notch academic program that will offer um, the kind of. Um, electives that will give our students opportunities for the future that other schools are not doing Hmm. and um and and have have the kinds of things you know that involve sports and 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 athletics and those kinds of things um that will be enough but it's not going to be the focus our our focus is definitely going to be on on um on 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 providing a strong spiritual background uh, for our students, uh, combined with a very strong um, math, science, and technology emphasis mm-hmm. uh, in the program, you know our, our Caribbean kids are incredibly bright, mm-hmm. and we uh, we can't afford to waste that um, mm-hmm. it, it, with, with a weak academic program. And we've mm-hmm. got to make sure that our students in this community. Um, are able to step forward and be able to say, you know, the, the what I learned at at Sawgrass Adventist Academy set me up. For a, a great future. Exactly. And so we've got to. That. Yeah.
0: So how can people get involved in something like that if they say, well, yeah, I want to help you with this new project coming up next year. Uh, how can we do that?
1: OK, so. the. the There are a a couple of areas that we're going to need help right away, especially as we start preparing the uh, Fort Lauderdale Seventh-day Adventist Church for the high school program. Um, The the classrooms in those churches have gone unused for a long time. Mm -hmm. And so they need paint, Uh, you know, so I, I need, I need volunteers to come and help me paint people who are going to do a good job and, and, um, be able to to help get that done and, and get those programs set up. I've, I've already been in contact with the IT department at the conference. And so we're going to have that, those classrooms completely wired with high speed internet. Uh, so our students will have the connectivity that, that they're going to need um, okay. over there. Um, and if anybody is, is hearing me and they're involved with the Broward County Community Colleges, uh, camp, uh, different campuses, I, I need to connect
0: The last thing you said was, I need to connect with the people from the Broward County.
1: Broward? Yeah. Yep. I need my students to be able to graduate with the majority of their freshman year in college done. Um, And so I want to be working with Broward. I did it when I was in Tampa, when I started the high school in Tampa. And so if, if they'll do it in Hillsborough, my, my, my suspicion is they'll do it down in Broward as well. But to make sure we've got those connections. Um, another thing that I'm going to be working on is I want every single student to graduate from, from Sawgrass with um, real-world certifications. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so that they will have marketable job skills right out, right out of high school. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, those certifications are not expensive to get. And they're all done online. So I don't even need a certified teacher to teach it. They're just all done online. The person who 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 helps you with a loan at a bank has a certification for that, didn't go to college. The person who writes a, helps you with a, an auto insurance policy has a certification for that. Um, if, if they get their um, security plus certification they can go right to the air force base down here in, in um, in, in South Florida and get a job on the Air Force Base with that that simple certification. My mm-hmm. son-in-law started with that certification up in, um, at Wright-Patterson Air Force Base in Ohio. And right now, he's making over $100,000 a year. He's, he's added to those certifications. And the cool thing with those government jobs is they will actually pay for you to finish college. Yes, they do. Um, so he <laughs> was making six figures, plus he finished his bachelor's degree and he started on his master's all Mm -hmm. being paid for by the subcontractor that he's working for. Mm -hmm. So I want us my students to have those kind of opportunities. Mm -hmm. Um, So you know all of those things, uh, you know, uh, when when the students graduate from the school, I see them not only successfully completing their high school diploma, but I would like us to read off multiple certifications that they have gotten um, in in, in the process of, of their high school experience so that they can step out and make $50,000, $60,000, $70,000 $50,000, dollars $70,000 a year in Broward County while they're going to college mm-hmm. um, so that they will be able to help pay for their college and not get into all this college debt that, that's strangling people right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so we want to set our, our students up for for a higher level of success than what most traditional high schools are doing. And none of this costs a lot of money. It just, you just have to have the will to do it. It's not It's yeah. not an expense. So, so you know, th- th- these are just things that we're, we're looking at and working at. And anybody who has any ideas or is, is willing to um, coach us through it and to do uh, bigger and better things, I, I will definitely use it. Um, I need uh, so- some contract teachers who-, who might be like a retired teacher who would like to work part time to help keep our, our-, our budget a-, a, little, um, a-, a little under control as we first start um so you know if somebody wants to teach some of the electives for us but they only want to work teach two classes you know mm. um you know those kinds of individuals so if anybody knows anybody who would be willing to help out in, the, in that way and is interested and will be a value add to their lives uh, you know mm. those are other things uh, that I would I would like us to do so so we we are going to need we're going to need help you know we're going to need help to get this set up and and get it working and um and we're, we're going to have to buy a bus. And so I need somebody to help me help, yeah. help me find a bus mm. because I want to run bus transportation from from Sawgrass as, as well as uh, w- w- William A. Curlew Junior Academy yeah. up to us. And then we're going to need that bus to bus the kids to and from their their um, the their basketball and their yeah. PE locations. Yeah. So, so, you know, all of those things are going to contribute to it. So, yeah. so we've got a lot to do.
0: We've got exactly. a lot to do. All right. awesome sounds like an amazing project and i'll be praying that it actually goes through and things start moving it'd be great to have the finally have the academy in broward county it'd be really really good
1: yes absolutely
0: awesome well thank you so much principal rob it's been great talking to you um as we're wrapping up now i'd like you to end with a word of prayer please
1: all right father in heaven thank you so much for the opportunity to share this podcast, I pray, Lord, please, for your blessing on all of us who are in leadership. Um, not not just in the church, uh, not just in our jobs, but in our homes, in our communities, uh, wherever we go, all the lives we touch. I pray that we will not be caught up with self, mm. but to be wrapped up in you. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: Amen, amen. Thank you again, Pastor Rob. Um, Principal Rob, I keep calling you Pastor. It's so interesting.
1: That's okay. <laughs> I've been called to work.
0: And if you'd like to hear the whole of Principal Rob Stevenson's um, sermon, remember you can go to PlantationSDA.TV to watch the whole thing. And it's also running on YouTube. And remember to subscribe to our channel. And we have a few birthdays um, that are coming up or that are actually in the process. Um, The first one is actually has gone gone already which is Claude Dulce Dulce, which was December 17th and on December 21st is Tina Nava so by the time this goes out this will already be her birthday and also we have um, some more birthdays coming up for next week which is Elder James which will be on the 25th so that's coming up for the following time so happy birthday to everybody and we pray that you continue to be close to him as you go through your day thank you again and we hope to see you all soon and have a wonderful holiday season and we will check back with you soon take care bye